the Matthews Podcast, a podcast highlighting commercial real estate news, topics, and trends from top professionals in the industry. I'm your host, Cliff Carnes, Executive Vice President of Capital Markets at Matthews. I've been in the capital market space for over 20 years. I oversee the capital markets division at Matthews, including our debt, equity, and production efforts. Today, we are joined by Matthews capital markets expert, Chad Plumley, first vice president of Matthews. Chad brings over 23 years of commercial real estate experience and is responsible for originating and structuring debt and equity opportunities nationwide while further developing Matthews debt and equity division in the Southeast. In this episode, we will dive into rate locks, specifically which lenders rate lock an application, rate lock the day of closing, offer spread rate locks, or underlying treasury rate locks. And finally, lenders who offer forward rate locks. Chad, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Cliff. It's good to be here and talk about a topic that is very useful in a rising rate environment, particularly one as volatile as the current one. Absolutely. So let's just dive right in here. First topic, for those unfamiliar, let's give the audience a brief overview of what a rate lock is and why it's important in the lending process. Yep, absolutely. So there are different types of rate locks available to borrowers. CMBS and agency lenders typically rate lock at closing or a few days prior to closing. The good news for borrowers is that both lender types now offer early rate lock options. And here, are, we'll start with agency. Here are the standard agency rate lock options. On Fannie Mae, lenders can streamline rate lock, meaning they can rate lock for up to 90 days with approval and a 2% deposit. Freddie Mac conventional early rate lock allows a borrower to lock in the rate once all the preliminary documents and drafts of the third parties have been received. This is typically about two to three weeks after the app is signed. The Freddie Mac index lock means borrowers can lock the index rate within one to two weeks once the application is signed. The Freddie Mac SBL holds the rate for 35 business days and asking for an extension to 40, 40 or 45 days is done on a case-by-case -case basis. And I've had that happen several times. We've never had an issue with that. Now, on the CMBS world, CMBS lenders typically offer an index lock, and borrower can lock the index once there's a signed application and the underwriting process has begun. A forward rate lock is subject to credit spread add-ons for the various op options, usually 30 days, 45 days, or 60 days, and typically it's one basis points per 30 day period. So it's a, it's a pretty inexpensive option for people. In a less volatile market, it's also possible to early rate lock with CMBS lenders to rate lock both the credit spread and, and the index. So in essence, do an entire rate lock. And I was able to do this last year for a borrower on a Walgreens. Now, life, and company, life insurance companies are really the ones we think most of with the rate locks at application. Most will allow you to do that with a 1% deposit. And then within 30 days, when due diligence has been done, third parties have been received and reviewed, they'll issue a commitment. They'll ask for an additional 1% deposit. And at that point, you, there's no interest rate risk at all, which is a very attractive feature for a lot of people. In addition, some lenders will offer four grade locks of up to 12 months. 
The spread for this is usually three to five basis points per month, and the first 90 days are free. So for a six month rate lock, the additional credit spread would be three to five basis points for three months because you get the first three months for free. And that would be a total of nine to 15 basis points added to the spread. For a 12 month forward, the borrower would pay for the last nine months as they get the first 90 days for free. So that would be 27 to 45 basis points added to the spread or the all-in rate. In a, a rising rate environment, doing a forward rate lock removes interest rate risk. The borrower knows what their fixed rate will be. Further, they don't have to pay any prepayment penalties on the existing debt. Uh, here's an example of one I did a few years back. I'd done the CMBS loan on phase one of the self-storage property. The loan was maturing. I had borrowers that wanted to go ahead and take advantage of the current environment. We did a 12-month forward rate lock that coincided with the CMBS maturity, and we went ahead, in essence, the day we could prepay, we went ahead and did it. I've done some several of those, you know, in my career. Okay, so a borrower really has got to make a decision with rates in terms of they think they're going up or down in terms of the length of a rate lock. Is that what you're it, saying? Yep, exactly right. And or if they're happy with rates where they are and they just want to say, you know what, I'll pay a little bit of a premium to go ahead and rate lock six, nine, 12 months out and just be done with it and put interest rate risk to bed. So what happens if you rate lock and then rates drop after that? So that's, borrowers really need to understand the rate lock, the forward rate lock agreement. So with a life insurance company, once you rate locked, you know, as I said, you're done. You put it put it to rest. Don't don't worry about it anymore. But there's always Murphy's law, so you can guarantee if you went ahead and rate lock, the rates are going to drop the next week. That's almost a guarantee, and you can't let that. You know, it's it's market timing in the stock market. You can't beat yourself up over that. If you like the rate when you rate locked, you just need to live with that rate. Now that's on the life insurance companies. On the CMBS side. Um, Unfortunately, there could be some ramifications. If you rate lock and, and rates, if you're just doing the index lock, it's you, you're fine there. That's not an issue. But if you're doing the entire, like I did with the Walgreens, the entire interest rate and rates drop before you close the loan, the rule of thumb is for every 15 basis points drop, uh, they're going to have to put up another point. It's refundable, but it's painful. And borrowers need to be aware of that because it's not a very good, fun phone call for, for someone like myself to make. Got it. So if you're rocking, locking rate and you have a delay in closing, I'm sorry, if you've locked rate and you have a delay in closing and your rate lock expires, what, what can you do to protect yourself as a borrower? What's the next step? Well, typically a life company is going to work. It, it, you know, it depends on the issue. If the issue is the borrower or the borrower's attorneys did not perform, they're gonna have a big problem because the lender's not gonna have a lot of sympathy for that. If it's something out of everyone's control, uh, life companies, that's not an issue at all. They're, they're gonna work with the borrower and work with the mortgage banker to make sure the loan closes and everybody's you know reasonably happy uh, at that point in time. You don't wanna do, the issue is with CMBS, they really don't have, they've entered into an agreement with a third party and the third party expects to be the date to be delivered. 
And if that, that date is not met, it could get very expensive for a borrower. So borrowers really need to understand, particularly on CMBS, if they're doing the entire interest rate, not just the index, but the credit spread as well, that there are some dangers there if they don't keep the closing deadline. Hey, great information, Chad. Jumping to the second topic, let's jump into the current real estate market. What do current rates look like today and how are rate locks leveraged in commercial real estate? Clip, this is a very interesting time. I, I'm quoting a deal that, here, here's an example of how much the volatility has affected us. I'm quoting a grocery anchor deal and today, if, if everything was, we didn't have the three bank failures or three bank issues, the rate would have been a 250 spread over the five-year treasury, which would have been a 6.1% rate. This particular lender, it's a national bank, and they're very lifelike in their the way they lend. They implemented a floor rate of 6.5%. So even though the loan should be 6.1%, they feel like with so much volatility in the market, by the time the loan closes, they don't know where rates are going to be, and they're going to keep it at 6.5%. That hurts my my borrower as the proceeds go down by 150,000. This is about a $3 million loan. So the borrower, the loan matures in September. So the conversation I'm having with the borrower now is, again, completely up to them. But if they want a rate lock at 6.5% and get their 3.15 million, they could do that. And we'll close in 90 days. We'll move full speed ahead. Or... Do they want to wait? We've still got at least 90 days before we'd really need to get into it again, maybe 60 days. Do they want to wait 60 days and see if market conditions stabilize and they get a 610 rate again or lower and increase their proceeds? So that's one we're talking about right now. So if you're a borrower, how would you use rate locks differently depending on the, the project or the property type? Uh, and uh, single tenant, you know, it could be industrial, single tenant, net lease, anything single tenant. I think you've got, those are properties. I feel like a rate lock makes a lot of sense for if that's what the borrower wants to do. Those are pretty easy to do. The next in line are the apartments, grocery anchored, multi-tenant industrial and self-storage. I think those with a very steady cash, it, make, it makes sense to entertain an early rate lock or a forward rate lock. The ones that are going to have problems, obviously, are office and unanchored retail. I, I don't have a lot of lenders out there who would allow an early rate lock on those two property types. Yeah, tough environment for sure. What factors influence the rate at which borrowers lock in for a commercial real estate loan? The, the general market dynamics are really the factor that's going to affect the overall rate and whether or not they, they do want to go ahead and entertain the rate lock. They should, again, they should be talking to people and they do want to protect themselves on making sure that they get this done in a timely manner. And my advice on that is there are three important things to remember to protect themselves if they're worried about a delay in closing. And the three important things are, first, that borrowers should work with a professional group like Matthews Capital Markets, who has a dedicated group of loan processors and closers. Our closers are among the best in the market and they'll work diligently to collect the necessary due diligence items needed to close the load in a timely manner. Secondly, Matthews Capital Markets only works with reputable lenders who in turn only use reputable vendors. 
and those are appraisers, environmental and engineering firms, and zoning and insurance consultants. Everyone has a vested interest in the loan closing on time. And my final bit of advice to borrowers thinking about entering into a uh, rate block, an early rate block, are they need to make sure their legal team is comprised of experienced real estate attorneys and paralegals who are familiar with permanent loans and the closing process. I think everyone would agree we're a volatile market right now. So being in a market like we are, how, how does the volatility help determine the interest rate of a commercial loan? Well, again, I think what lenders are saying right now is particularly on the CMBS side, they need to sell those loans. So they would rather err on the safer side, which means higher spreads than on the lower side, lower spreads. So they have to be able to sell those loans and we really don't know what's going to happen in, in the next market environment. So that's a big concern right now. And one thing I did want to mention, you know, a situation where a borrower might choose not to pursue a rate lock for their commercial forward rate lock for their real estate loan. And I think that is going to be a situation where it's an acquisition and there's a question about what the value, the final value will be, which is determined by the appraiser where the final value will shake out. This is called appraisal risk. I think at that point, it's better for the borrower to know the final loan amount before they go in and rate lock, because there could be, again, it could be expensive to unwind a rate lock if your value is significantly lower than what you thought it was gonna be. The other thing is, if there are any environmental questions or possibly engineering issues such as structure, I really think a borrower should wait and get the third parties back and make sure the lender approves what the third parties are saying, particularly before you rate lock. The last thing to think about with that is, and also zoning and title. I've had deals where I did a large industrial deal, you know, three or 400 square foot build, thousand square foot building, and the survey was off by an inch. And an inch doesn't sound like a lot to us, but an inch on a property that large was very significant and it delayed our closing by weeks. Luckily, the borrower had not rate locked at that point in time. But people forget that that zoning could be a big issue, survey can be a big issue, and title can be a big issue. So those are things that I would be very careful about before entering a, a rate lock agreement. And then the final thing that the final bit of issues I I want to discuss up front with borrowers are their particular situation. Does the borrower, does the lender have a minimum net worth or liquidity or credit score requirement? Uh, does the borrower have credit issues? Low credit score, did they give a property back to a lender or was there a bankruptcy? Because if any of those are, are a factor, they really should have a, bar, a lender approve them before they rate lock. Great, fantastic information. So as we, End this, end this call here. What advice would you give borrowers who are considering locking in a mortgage rate and how can they ensure they're getting the, the best possible deal? You know, in this environment, I would strongly suggest borrowers work with, with institutions and individuals they can trust. And, but they need to be prepared for the unexpected. This is a very volatile market. Conditions are changing daily, sometimes even hourly. Lenders and mortgage bankers want these loans to close as much as borrowers do. It's how we make our living. That being said, market conditions are just that. They're market conditions. No one individual or institution can change the market. Be patient. 
and the vast majority of the time it will work out. But again, the biggest thing I would stress is work with institutions that you know and trust. Okay, Chad, many thanks for joining us. Your insights were fantastic, and as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Okay, for all of you out there listening, thanks for tuning in, and be sure to tune in next time. Thank you, everybody.